Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Respect Me Please podcast. The show that ain't afraid to go there on the juiciest topics of today. As always, I am your hostess with the mostest, Erica B, and otherwise known as Shizzle for Show. And in today's episode, we'll be getting less juicy and a little more serious, I'd say. Uh, We are going to dive into all things therapy. Um, consider this a therapy 101 episode, if you will. Uh, typically, I like to start the episodes off with, you know, kind of like definitions or, you know, like what the hell is we talking about? Like, let's really get into it. Um, but here, I think it would be better to kind of start with my qualifications. Like, why the hell should y'all be listening to me? So we are still going to get into our typical stuff. Like, we're going to chat about it. We're going to hop in a group chat. Okay, we're going to do some unpopular opinions with the respectfully uh, no. And we actually have a write-in today. So from both sides of the couch should be really lit and very helpful. Um, But let's start by talking about why I feel inclined to even talk about this topic. So if you watch the intro episode or listen to it, whatever, then you may know that I'm in school to become a psychologist. I'm getting my PhD in counseling psychology. Part of that process means that I am currently also a therapist. Um, I am not licensed, so please do not ask me to be your therapist, but I am a therapist within the program and I've worked with Eh, like all kinds of people, child. Um, I've worked in community mental health, so that means like people who typically wouldn't be able to afford the services. Uh, I've worked with college students. I've worked with inmates. I've worked with first responders. I don't worked with a lot of people from different backgrounds and different ideologies. <laughs> um, so I do think that being in the program and like having this experience, like therapy is not only what I do, but it's a big part of who I am. It's become a really big passion for me. I really, 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 really enjoy it, even though it can be uh, something that really burns you the fuck out. Um, But it really does feel like who I am and what I'm meant to do. With that in mind, I've been in school for fucking ever, y'all. And... (laughs) That makes me a little bit inclined to tell y'all things that I've been noticing, maybe what y'all may need to know about therapy. If you are considering it, um, what to look for. If you like, nah, I ain't fucking with that. Why do I even need that? I am here to convince you otherwise, friend, okay? Because I feel like everybody, and I do mean everybody, needs therapy. Um, So now I'll dive into like, what is therapy? So ultimately... Therapy, in my opinion, is simply a conversation at its core. A conversation between two people, if it's individual therapy, um, you and your therapist, that ultimately guides a conversation that you should be having with yourself, right? What are the things you kind of need to learn about yourself? Patterns, 
um, childhood things that come up, relationship things that come up, self-esteem stuff that comes up. What's your mental like? What are your thought patterns? How do you think about yourself and the world? How do you see other people interact with those other people? How are you experienced? How are you experiencing life? If you have any of those questions, I feel like therapy is a great place to sort of figure that the fuck out. And it's really great because it's different from having a conversation with a friend. Like, yes, it is a conversation, but it's not like chatting it up with your homegirls or your homeboy, right? Like, it is sitting with a professional whose job it is to be neutral, who is trained to see things and patterns that maybe you don't see. And even if it's patterns that you kind of know about, like some stuff, like if you were abused as a child, obviously you know that that impacts you as an adult. It doesn't take a PhD to figure that out, right? But what a therapist can help you with is kind of noticing why certain patterns are sticking with you, how to kind of dismantle those patterns. What are your true feelings on those patterns and like how to not beat yourself up about having them or how to hold yourself accountable when having them, right? So the conversation changes depending upon what you need, which kind of brings me to my second part of what I want to get into, like what to expect, right? When I say that everybody needs therapy, I think a lot of people have this misconception that I'm saying you need therapy weekly, every day for the rest of your life, and that's everybody. Hard stop. Completely disagree. There may be some people who disagree with what I'm about to say, but in my perspective, I think it really depends on what you're going to therapy for. And I think you need different types of therapy for different moments in your life, to be honest. If you are in a space where like shit is just going awry, shit is crazy right now, life is life and shit is fucked up and you are not doing the best job of managing it, of course you need therapy. But sometimes even within that, it's like, do you have anxiety and like you having panic attacks and you can't deal with what the fuck is going on? You need therapy that's going to focus on getting you tools because the point is maybe not at this point to dig deep into your anxiety and figure out how do you feel about that? You don't give a fuck how you feel about that. You want to know how to stop the panic attack. So there's therapy for that. Very solution focused, very giving you tools, very changing the mindset. The point of that therapy is to stop the panic attacks and get you to a place where you know how to manage them if and when they do come up, right? But then there's a different type of therapy that's like, yes, I have all of this shit going on and no, I'm not having panic attacks or I'm not experiencing, you know, a depressive episode that doesn't allow me to get out of my bed, but the shit don't feel good. Like I need to kind of talk through and walk through what the best way is to tackle this. And then you have other points in time where it's like you are ready to explore. You just went through a bad breakup. You've gone through the grief. You've gone through the stuff. You know the ropes. But like, I want to do something different. I keep getting in these relationships. Niggas keep trying me. Bitches keep using me. People really still got me fucked up every time I enter a relationship. And if one more person break my heart, I'm going to break somebody. Now you're in therapy, not necessarily for tools or to like talk through how to manage feelings, but you are there, right, to figure out a pattern. 
where does this come from? Why do I accept this? Why do I think this way? What am I hiding from in love and relationships? And that could be for anything. The relationship with your mama. That could be how you show up at work. It could be why you never ended up going to college and you kind of resent yourself. It could literally be for anything. And then you have other therapy that's like, you've done all this stuff already, or you haven't run into those problems, but you kind of just want a check-in, right? Like life happens to everybody. And I think it's important to get a sort of neutral professional opinion, kind of like the doctor, right? It really is like a regular doctor. Do I go to my PCP every year for my checkup like I'm supposed to? No. Okay. But we're not, we're not talking about that right now. The point being though, it's expected that you have a physical and if you have the means and you have insurance and you can afford it, most people at some point do just get a checkup to make sure that everything is running right. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some blood work done. Weigh me. Take all my blood pressure. Let's get the vitals. Like, I'm good. It's just a check-in to make sure I'm good. And sometimes that's all therapy is. It need not be years of work. It may not even need to be months of work. It may just be like a quarterly check-in to be like, this is what's happening right now. Here are the tools I'm using. This is and isn't working. Like, what are your thoughts? What is your advice? How do I walk through this problem I'm having or this conflict I'm going through? Um, It's just a check-in to sort of make sure that everything is working right. Um, And so depending on what you're going to therapy for, You expect different things. You're looking for different things, maybe even different therapists. You feel me? Um, So I do think I don't want people to get the wrong idea of therapy and expect it to be a one size fits all or for it to look one way because it's a million different ways to give therapy. So there is a million different ways to receive it. Um, I'm really glad that as a whole, my people, black people, Um, especially men, even at this point are going to therapy. It's becoming less taboo. It's becoming something we talk about more. Like I mentioned having a therapist and being a therapist in most of my conversations just to normalize it and make it natural. Cause like, that's really what it is. We don't feel bad about having a doctor. We don't feel bad about self-care and me getting my nails done every three weeks. Like I also go to therapy about the same amount of time. Like I go once or twice a month. Um, And it's not because something is necessarily oh so wrong. I just am going through a lot. Life is life. And I want to make sure that even though I am providing therapy to people and taking on people's shit, that it is not taking over me and that I am not burning out and that I'm still able to reach my goals and show up as a good person and daughter and friend and lover. Eh? Um, I also got other shit going on in my past, but you know what I'm saying? I I got deeper therapy for that as well. Um, but yes, I am glad that we as a people and minorities in general, because I feel like white people bent on, but I think it's good that we are kind of like, yeah, we fucking with therapy. Like I'm fucking feeling it. I would be remiss though, if I did not mention that there are still a lot of barriers to therapy. So like not judging anybody who doesn't go or who doesn't know about it or who ain't fucking with it. um, It's a lot of barriers to therapy, especially for minorities, black people specifically. The main one, I think being 
finding a black therapist. <laughs> um, I think for me, it was really important that my therapist be black and be a woman. Uh, those were like my top two priorities. And given that, I think it's the stat has gone up to maybe 5%. At some point, it was just a little lower than three. But at the most, less than 5% of all providers are black. So if you're looking for someone, you got a 95% chance of not finding them. Odds not fucking great. Okay. Um, so it's like you're not seeing people who look like you or people who you want to talk to about your shit as a provider. There's also, of course, the money thing. Like we is broke. Us millennials especially. Like the boomers did not give a fuck about us. And they really left us with not a lot of options. And a lot of us maybe don't have the jobs that give the benefits of therapy or give us enough money to be able to afford it out of pocket you know so I also recognize that but I do feel like there are ways around that people work on sliding scales I'll probably talk more about that later um there is different you know like Obamacare insurance type things that cover therapy I am kind of on one of those currently as a student um so there are ways around the money issue um, is of course ways around the finding somebody who look like you issue. Um, but there, I think a last barrier to therapy that's really important to talk about too is like the stigma. As much as we've kind of like, no, 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 like therapy cool, I'm fucking with it, like that's cool, you in therapy, dope. I still think that there are people who don't have the greatest view of it. Like we do still have older family members, older friends, or people who have had bad, shitty experiences in therapy who are kind of like, what you need to go to therapy for? Is you crazy? If something wrong, then go ahead and give it to God. You know what I'm saying? Black people love giving it to God, Lord. Um, But those mindsets and those stereotypes like are still there. They are a barrier, and as much as we could say, like, oh, I don't give a fuck about how the people around me think about it, we kind of do. Like, that's our environment, and whether we completely let it, you know, determine our decision, it does play some sort of role. Um, so I think those are really important things to talk about when you're thinking about therapy and figure out which ones matter to you, which ones don't, and it's a barrier, right? It's not an impossibility, if you really want it, and I think you should, find ways around your barriers. Reach out to people, talk to people. I think it's really dope now that a lot of, I've seen a lot of black therapists and therapists in general, like kind of getting online and on social media to give tips and talks and, you know, tricks of the trade. Um, don't feel, you know, bad about reaching out or asking or inquiring about things or making posts about the interest like somebody is willing to answer your questions or provide you some help you know what i'm saying closed mouths don't get fed and that's how i feel in regards to therapy um and i feel like speaking a little bit more on that first barrier i mentioned as far as like black people specifically in therapy is like it's hard for me sometimes as a black practitioner and as a black person in therapy because it's like I be wanting black clients y'all <laughs> and don't get me wrong I've had them and they've been some of my favorites but it's also hard to like 
see how certain things impact us and see how we are not open to changing that. And then even as a black person, like being kind of disgruntled with some of the service I've received from practitioners who are not black or just being in areas around people who provide therapy, who aren't black, who provide it to people in minority status, who really don't give a fuck about minority people. I worked with a girl, um, Honestly, she gonna say she wasn't. I feel like she was a racist. Um, And definitely a Trump voter. Like a person who was against abortion. Just like all these things. But like we were in a setting where we were mostly dealing with minority people. And to me, that's just very problematic. And I could see how if you had an experience with her that wasn't the greatest, how you could be like, fuck this therapy shit. Like, I will figure it out on my own. I've been figuring it out on my own. Um, But I encourage y'all to not let one person get in the way. Um, We really do need therapy for whatever, whatever, you know, stage of life you are in or whatever purpose you're going to use therapy for. Like, I really do think it's just a great gift to us. And don't let nobody talk you out your fucking gift. You feel me? Um, But I will get off my soapbox. (laughs) And one more thing before I get off the soapbox. I lied to y'all. Don't call me a liar. Just, I lied that one time. The last thing I want to say is, always remember to, because sometimes people are like, well, why it got to be a black provider? Like, why you want somebody black? For me, it comes from a space of like, in research even, I I did my master's on like cultural mistrust. So this idea that specifically in my research, black people have a reason to not trust white people in the systems that they have been known to be a part of or in charge of. That includes therapy, right? Um, And a big part of that research kind of showed how psychology has been a racist thing since its inception like most things unfortunately in this world um but they literally used to make up diagnoses with us in mind you know what i mean like dryptomania was really a thing that they gave to slaves who didn't want to be slaves like if you wanted to run away you were considered as mentally unstable you know what i mean to this day like they misdiagnose black people because they don't recognize some of our cultural things as just that cultural shit that we do. They look at it as symptomology, you know. And the same thing, we've kind of seen it happen with women in general. Why women may want women providers versus male providers. Like, literally, the history is crazy. As much as I love my dog Freud, shout out to Sigmund. But he was a little fucked up, you know what I'm saying? And a sexist and a racist, Um He can be both. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, he kind of started this history of hysteria in women. If women got emotional about anything or were on their periods, quote unquote, they kind of were considered to have this disease called hysteria. And they used to hospitalize women for this. Like literally used to perform surgeries on their brains for this. They also... Used to finger people to make them feel better. So, I mean, some things we wish they didn't get rid of. Some things we're glad they did. But all in all, the point is therapy has evolved. And we have different options. And you have providers like me who are aware 
of the shit and we want to respect where you're coming from and what you're coming to therapy for and also the fact that you may mistrust us like that stuff we should discuss like don't be afraid to discuss that in therapy i encourage you to do so so okay so now for real i am off my soapbox digging into a little more that y'all should maybe know about therapy i guess basically a lot of the shit can get confusing it's a bunch of different theories. It's a bunch of different things people go to school for. It's a bunch of different types of therapists and degrees and licensing. For example, I use IPT, which is like interpersonal processing therapy, theory or therapy. I'm going to look at things a different way than somebody who uses CBT or cognitive behavioral. I'm going to school for counseling psychology. Other people are going to school for clinical psychology. Some people are going to school for social work. Some people have PhDs, some people have master's degrees. All the people get licensed, and then they have all these different licenses and letters behind their name. The shit is there to confuse y'all, and don't let it confuse y'all. Don't worry about none of that shit. Find the person who fits best with you. That's what I would say. If you're interested in a theory after you hear about it, by all means, Google is free. Google that bitch. But... Let the professionals stick with worrying about that shit, what they went to school for and what it's in. Because truly, the differences between all of them, depending on what you're going for, may not even need to matter to you. So just be clear about why you're coming to therapy, what you want to get out of it, and that's how you should go into it. Moving into the group chat. Now, I don't really have nothing specific for this segment because, quite frankly, as you can imagine, my friends think I'm their fucking therapist. We talk about therapy all the time. And no matter how many times I tell them that I cannot be their therapist because professionally and ethically, I cannot have a dual relationship such as that. You know what they tell me? Child, anyway, so here's what's going on. You finna listen to my problem or nah? And because I'm a good friend, what I'm finna do? listen to their problem and i'm finna give them perspective now sometimes they don't like when what they call dr bacourt which is like therapy erica answers their questions and they be like fuck all that like i just want my friend and so now i've come to this place where i ask but it really therapy really does inform everything that i'm doing and everything that i'm saying to them so it's like free therapy and honestly them hoes should be paying me damn them hoes should be paying. You know what? That's another topic for another day. Anyway, the point is, we talk about therapy a lot. We talk about the tools that are on the internet and all this stuff. But a big part of what we talk about is celebrities for some reason. And no matter when people go crazy in the media, chat they be in the DM about Doja Cat. They be in my DM about Kanye. They be in my DM about a lot of the girls getting all this surgery because they was like, is this body dysmorphia? And like, we talk so much about it. And I love that because, again, it adds to kind of killing the stigma behind it. Normalize that shit. It do be shit wrong with people. Is Kanye a narcissist? Is he bipolar? Is he both? Is he none of those things? Is he over-medicated? Under-medicated? Is the nigga just not taking his medication? We don't really know because we're not his provider. But the truth of the matter is, is like Kanye can be both, right? Like we saw him be great, amazing, and say some real ass shit. And 
We've seen the nigga go crazy. Like people have problems and life happens. So like truly don't think you above none of this shit. People with all the resources in the world still be fucked up. They have good days and they have bad days. You're not above or below that. Like shit just is. Okay. Um, and I think too, the media has almost made it worse. Because it's like, actually, you know what, I'm going to save that because we finna slide right into the respectfully no segment. I've been talking all of this about how I love that things are getting destigmatized and we talking about therapy all the time. But y'all ready for an unpopular fucking opinion? Sometimes I wish we never gave you niggas therapy. I wish we never gave you niggas therapy words. I wish we never got on social media with the shit. I almost sometimes wish the shit wasn't as accessible as it is. Because now every bitch is on Instagram and TikTok talking about how they are triggered. Talking about how somebody is a narcissist. Diagnosing themselves. Everybody and their mama got ADHD, anxiety, OCD, and um, BPD. Do y'all know how serious of a diagnosis BPD is and not bipolar disorder even though there's uh, all diagnoses are serious but like the extent to what y'all are saying about yourselves like y'all have to know that shit is not normal like that shit is not okay like you should not be saying that about yourself especially because most of y'all don't have the shit that y'all are talking about and while we have you know destigmatized or like normalized therapy and therapy speak which is great it's like at the same time you're sort of desensitizing people to a certain seriousness okay like everything isn't you having a diagnosis maybe you don't got anxiety maybe you just anxious anxiousness is an emotion that people feel it protects us right it's why we get scared of shit so that we don't I don't know, play with fire or run towards a lion. You know, like it is completely normal to have anxiety about performing well on a test. It's completely normal to be anxious when your friend texts you and be like, I need to talk to you. And then don't respond to none of your text messages and don't answer none of your calls. Like these are all very normal things. If you've experienced trauma and stuff like that, it's normal to be a little hypervigilant. It's normal to be afraid of the dark or to like, there are so many things on the spectrum of anxiousness that is normal before you get to having a generalized anxiety disorder. The same thing goes for OCD. Y'all get that one wrong all the time, baby. Just because you like things clean and in a certain space, I promise that don't mean you got OCD. I really promise you it don't. And stop saying you get you got it before you get it and then you're going to wish you would have been how you was when you thought you had it and you didn't. Because these things are very serious and y'all don't be knowing what the fuck y'all be talking about. Like it is more harmful than y'all know, but most importantly, it is annoying as fuck. We're tired of hearing it. We really are tired of hearing how everybody and their mama got a disorder and need to be on medication because it's simply not the truth. It simply is not the truth. And while more people may have diagnoses and like experiencing of these different, you know, spectrum of disorders, because times have changed and our environment has changed, our society has changed. And now because people are more open, they can get more testing and they can do shit. So like, yeah, it's going to be more people with ADHD now than it was when it was like frowned upon to even get tested. But that don't mean everybody got it, y'all. 
just because we are all on our phones all the time and have become accustomed to a certain way of receiving information fast and always having our brains sparked with dopamine hits from text messages and likes, that don't mean that all of a sudden now we all have ADHD. Okay, it just doesn't work like that. I want y'all to know that. I want y'all to take that in and stop trying to be pill poppers. Only use the medication if you need it, babes. These things not fun. People on depression meds kind of don't want to be on them things. Because some of them make you more depressed. But hopefully they're helping anyone who has them and needs them and is taking them the way that they should. I really do hope that if you are on meds, you do not feel stigmatized. The meds are there to help. And most times they do. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. But hang in there because you got this. Okay. And moving on. Um, because I am not a psychiatrist, I am trained to be a psychologist. Um, I can only talk really on therapy because I don't prescribe meds. And speaking of talking on therapy, that brings us to our write-in today for our segment from for from both sides of the couch. <clears throat> we have a writer who will remain anonymous. And they said, Dear Erica, that's so cute, like Dear Abby, but like Dear, <clears throat> anyway, I find myself having an increasingly harder time understanding my emotions and think it's time to seek a therapist, but I have a no idea where to start. I've seen a few ads on Instagram for things like BetterHelp. Is this a good place to start? If not, where do I go to find a therapist? How do I know which one to choose? I notice that therapists tend to have different letters behind their names. What the fuck do these letters mean? Do they accept insurance? If not, how much should I expect to pay? What if I can't afford it? Oh, she got a lot of questions. <laughs> People always say that finding a therapist is like dating, trial and error. How can I give myself the best chance of finding a therapist that's aligned with me and who will make me feel comfortable? Once I narrow down my list, what do I say to contact them? Please help that was a lot and we about to break it down because these were really really great questions and i hope this helps anybody who is thinking of like exploring the option of therapy so first and foremost she asks about my opinion of better help is this a good place to start <clears throat> i have very mixed feelings about the sort of online their talk space and better help um, I think it works for certain people. I think it doesn't work for others. Most of them do check on like licensing and stuff like that. But I have heard horror stories where it's like people get crappy therapists. They therapists talking to them on a toilet or like in the dark. It'd be people who using somebody else's name. I think it's harder to verify people when you're doing everything online. I also think it kind of defeats the purpose of therapy when you have this all access to somebody all the time. Like the point of the therapist is to eventually not need us in most cases, right? So if you are able to text your therapist anytime it's a problem, call them and FaceTime them three times a day, like a little bit, it, it, it kind of goes against what we've been taught. But some people need that. And sometimes that works for people who don't want to commit to like, a traditional therapy experience and so I think if you're honest with yourself about what you want and that's the better option then I say start with better help if you hate it quit and find a, a therapist in real life versus virtually um, or just through a like private practice sort of situation versus like an agency like better help um, and so the answer to if 
those online platforms aren't the best spot for you, where do you go to seek a therapist? I say, depending on what you want, your best bet is a Google search. Um, I think in order to narrow that down, though, you can go to Psychology Today. They have a list of all the therapists in your area. I would say don't look at what they specialize in because everybody on Psychology Today is going to tell you that they specialize in everything. And I'm here to tell you they're lying. <laughs> they're trying to get customers, babes. No one can be good at everything. It just don't work that way. But go on there and you can kind of see who's in your area, if they take insurance, what kind of services they offer, is it virtual or in person, how close they are, what they look like, read their bio, do they got a website, like shit like that. So you could go on Psychology Today. If you're looking specifically for a black therapist, they have therapyforblackgirls.com, therapy, therapyforblackmen.com, I believe it is, um, but that helps you find a provider who is black in your area who has been vetted those are the places that i personally would start because a general google search is going to pop up a lot of people um how do you know which one to choose i've noticed that they have different letters behind their name what do the letters mean now i could sit here and go through the list of what everybody does Honestly, as I said before, it's not super important unless you're looking for very specific points of like service. Like if you're going for couples counseling, right, or marriage counseling, it may be really good to find someone who is an LMFT because they are a licensed marriage and family therapist. That is what they got their license in. That's what their school focus was in. That is what they have specifically been trained on. Now, can a PhD, a LPC, a LCSW, a LMSW, all those other people also be great couples therapists? Absolutely. So again, don't let the letters stop you from figuring things out. It's a lot to take into account. Don't stress yourself. Ignore the letters, focus on the person. Okay. And when I say focus on the person, she brought up the whole idea of like finding a therapist is like dating, trial and error. How do you give yourself the best chance of finding someone aligned with you and who will make you feel comfortable? It really is like dating in the sense that the best way to go about finding somebody who you think is going to be a good fit is to one, figure out what you want first. You can't go out into the dating pool just looking for anything because you'll find anything okay and just like the dating pool is pissy the therapist pool is also pissy okay gotta know what you're looking for go in with like here's what i want to come to therapy for here's an idea of what i want to work on what do i want in a therapist like for me i wanted someone who was black i wanted someone who was a woman i wanted someone who had a phd because i had my master's i didn't want someone on my same level um at the time um, I wanted someone who specialized in, you know, certain stuff. Uh, I have a sexual assault history. I have a history with like infertility struggles and stuff like that. So I wanted someone who knew a little bit about that or specialized in that, has some history with that. Ask yourself those things. Do you need someone who looks a certain way, believes in a certain thing? Do you want someone who's more spiritual or religious? Do you want someone who doesn't have that at all? Are you in the LGBTQIA plus community and you want someone who works with people in that community so you don't have to worry about, you know, people telling you bullshit? You know, like, 
ask yourself those questions. How do you want this therapy experience to go? What do you want from it? And that will help you when you are narrowing down people. And a big part of that is going to come out of reading their bios, seeing who you feel comfortable with, who feels the most comfortable to you. Trust your gut. Trust the vibe. And most people should offer a like free consultation session. So it'll be quick, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. The most I've seen is 30 minutes. Um, but it should be free most times. Some people require you to pay for it, but it's like lower than their usual therapy rate. And this is like, treat this like the first date. Ask your questions. Like they're going to sales pitch you. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've worked with. This is my experience. You know, this is how I do therapy. <laughs> it's your job at that point to really figure out if you like them or not. Because that's what they're doing. They're figuring out if they like you or not. If they can get money from you or not. If they can provide service to you or not. It's your job to do the same. Is this where you want to spend your money? Even things about their looks, if that's important to you, pay attention to that. How their voice sounds, they're going to be talking to you. Do they offer in-person therapy only and you want to do virtual or vice versa? Are you ready to sit on a physical couch because you're tired of being in the house and they only do virtual? You got to figure out what you want. And even things down to like how you vibe. Do If it's one of those, you like their voice. It turn you on. You can't wait until you see them in a thong. Get up and find you a new therapist, babe, because you are not there to make a romantic connection. You're not there to be sexually attracted to your therapist. You is trying to get healed. You're not trying to fuck. At least not them. So, like, pay attention to all the feels, all the vibes, and really treat it like dating. Ask hard questions. Ask what feels important to you. And if you don't like the answer, respectfully say deuces. Okay? Um, the other question she had was, do they accept insurance? And if not, how much should I expect to pay? What if I can't afford it? So most people should tell you if they accept insurance and if they have a website, it usually lists what insurances they accept. And if you know you ain't got no insurance, <laughs> ask them what their rate is because different people will vary. If they're in private practice and have a PhD, and specialize in stuff, it, it, it's going to be more expensive, baby. Okay? It's, it's going to be more expensive. Okay? If they are the therapist to the stars, babe, it's going to be a lot per hour. And they probably not going to take insurance. If you're going to a community mental health center where they have, like, people like me who are in school and can give you great therapy but just aren't licensed yet who you can see. Or if it's working with people who specifically don't have insurance or who you know, deal with Obamacare and Medicare and Medicaid, expect that that'll be cheaper. Um, and then also always ask if you don't have insurance or they don't take your insurance and you really want this person, if they work on a sliding scale. So I mentioned it before. A sliding scale basically just means they charge you based upon your income that you can prove. So if you can prove that you make zero zilch nada or you working with 25000 or 30000 a year, like it's not much. And so while their rate, I think for my therapist, for a 50-minute session, the going rate without insurance is $185 an hour. On a sliding scale, that looks a lot different. If I make zero money, like some people go as low as you have to pay zero. Some people are like, eh, my bottom 
my bottom out point is $50 a session or $30 a session. You can ask them stuff like that. Do you have a sliding scale? And if so, what's your bottom out point? And they'll tell you if it's not zero, they'll tell you what the lowest they can go is. And then you can decide whether or not you're able to pay that if your insurance you know, isn't accepted there or you don't have insurance. Um, and if you can't afford it, I would recommend going to places that do have a sliding scale or that do work with people who can't who don't have the money or the means because those places do exist um community mental health centers are in your area i promise you and if not somewhere close maybe you could get there but that it will be your best bet if you just really feel like you can't afford therapy at all and stuff like better help in those tend to be a little expensive Maybe use a coupon code or a free trial from somewhere if you can to see if you like it. But I say explore all your options in the realm of affordability. Um, and I say once you do all this research, do they accept your insurance? Do you like how they look and feel? Do they work with, you know, what you want to work on and their approach to therapy if you know it or if you know what type of degree you want them to have or how many years of experience or what their spirituality is. You should go through all of that checklist and narrow it down to about three to five people. Five at the absolute max. I think three is the better number. And from there, reach out to those three people um, and ask them any questions you may have and if they have the consultation session. And just come prepared with your questions and yeah, grew they ass. But that would be my, my input on, on that. Um, that is from a practitioner's point of view. As a person who was looking for a therapist, I really feel like, bitch, you working for me. <laughs> and if I'm hiring somebody, you finna go through this hiring process. You feel me? Like, I really got a vibe with you. I was on a waiting list for my therapist and didn't go to therapy for like a year while I was in Houston because I was waiting on her. I wanted her. I knew I wanted her specifically. And so I waited. Some people cannot afford to do that. And you got to kiss a few frogs before you could get to the real deal thing. That's a part of the process. You can expect it. Try to make it the cheapest process possible. And don't be afraid to fire a fucking therapist. If they not doing what you want them to do, if every session feel like you just venting and they just listening, or hell, if you done became they fucking therapist, or y'all just feel like besties for the resties, get the fuck out of there. Like, stop wasting your time and money. It's other things to do. A good therapist, it will feel that way. It will feel like more than a venting session, more than a conversation. It may look different from session to session because sometimes you can vent. Other times, will you you gonna feel like I want to slap this motherfucker? Because why would they check me like that? Why would they read me for fucking filth? Am I paying to be read for fucking filth? Am I a sadist? Um, things will look different, but you will feel the work being done. Therapy is work. You have to come there and be active. If you feel like you just kicking the bobo, as my mama would say, if you're just there to kick your feet up, max relax, and talk your shit, it's probably not helpful therapy. And I would suggest finding someone else who can challenge you, who can push you, who can help you achieve the goal that you want to achieve. Um, and that that's my two cents on it. Um, so overall, the takeaways... If y'all get nothing else from this episode, I hope you get that, like, go to therapy. Go to therapy. If ever you feel like you need it, go to therapy, babes. I'm saying this with all the love 
in the world go it's worth it you'll love it um and also when looking for a therapist don't be afraid to be mean be hard get what you need you are there to get what you need the uh, therapists we're here to provide a service with respect now don't be disrespecting us because you know as as woke as i am and as calm as i could be i will check your ass therapeutically okay so just not too fucking much um but yeah don't be afraid to ask for what you want and don't settle fire these people if you got to and i think lastly don't be annoying you don't have ocd babes you just really like things a particular way learn the difference if you'd like get checked if you feel like you have something but stop claiming these diagnoses that y'all don't really have you're normal you're anxious just like the rest of us you might not have anxiety you it's hard to focus babes for all of us it don't mean you got adhd you might so go get tested if you think you have adhd or fall on the spectrum people literally test for that you can literally go see and not on the internet but like a professional so get help if you need it. Don't be annoying and don't be afraid to fire these people. And that's all I got for today on therapy. If you would like to go deeper on this topic or, you know, want additional resources um, or places that I could point you in the right direction, feel free to reach out to me. Leave a comment. Um, hit me up in the DMs. As always, make sure you are following me in the podcast at Respect Me Pod on Instagram and at Shizzle, the number four S H O on Instagram. That's my personal page. Feel free to DM me. You can email me at respectmepod at gmail.com. Um, and if you're listening on anywhere pods are casted, please don't forget to leave us a rating. Um, we want to get better. If you have any feedback or just want to holler at your girl for show ideas, collabs, advice, feel free to reach out, reach out, reach out. I promise I don't bite. I'm not. Well, I was about to say I'm not mean, but my friends say I am. But I'm in therapy, so don't worry about it. But if you want to reach out to me at all, you know where to find me. And until next time, remember, tell these people to respect you, please. Bye.